All Eyes on Fishing with Mitch Peterson, Josh Sheldon, and Brad Qualley, leading you to the next level. Everybody, welcome back to All Eyes on Fishing. Tonight, we are going to be talking about, because uh, this came from a listen, or I mean, uh, email, you know, and it worked out perfect, talking about different equipment and like gear ratios. And, uh, you mean spinning. reels? Yeah, what's that? Reels. Yes. So like spin, spinning reels versus bait caster reels. What's that mean? Because it's confusing to some. And I said, okay. It's confusing <laughs> to me. We can talk about that. Yeah. It's <laughs> That's confusing to me. I'm not a uh, 100%, you know. It's easy to forget about because it's not something you think about, right? No. Not all the time. But it's something that you should because there's different applications. So why would I use a spinning reel versus versus a baitcaster? And then if I'm getting a baitcaster, why would I would I go to the eight? Eight two one or eight one one versus a five four or whatever, and there's a lot. Of- I'm pretty sure none of those exist. So right, <laughs> right. now we sound like total dumbasses. No, <laughs> he's making a point. Yeah, no, no, I got it, I got they it. do exist, but yeah, and <laughs> not in that you ratio. Sound like a dumbass. No, I, I'm serious. I don't <laughs> so know. Actually, I, like- he sounds pretty normal. <laughs> so pretty normal. <laughs> six, we're back. Six four twelve. It's a six four twelve. It's a niner. Yeah, <laughs> a niner in there. <laughs> Can I get a niner? Like Tommy Boy. That's Brad. Yeah, that's Brad. Can I get so, a niner? So another thing too is if you guys, you guys all know my daughter. Recently, about a week or a little over a week ago, graduated from college, and my son, Nick, is in the house, came up from Texas, so he's going to talk a little bit about that, too, because he fishes a lot of baitcaster reels. He lives down in Texas now, does a lot, uh, doesn't have a boat, but you do a lot of stream fishing, yeah. a lot of, uh, like, just a lot shore of from the shore, yeah, from the shore. shore. So a lot of his stuff um, is top water, you know, especially when he's fishing those bass. They're very aggressive, and he's got, uh, and then some just finesse fishing. Like so, did. so Nick, now that you've moved to Texas, yeah, is your biggest bass a Texas fish or no? It's still a Colorado fish. Oh, just to be honest. I mean, I well, that's not the question, by the way. That was that was just a warm up. Oh, yeah. thank you. Thank <laughs> I was just throwing you a softball. Yeah, yeah. 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 really. So that well, way we well, can, and thank you, you for we, listening. We can see if your microphone was working. Oh, yeah, <laughs> we don't really want an answer. I'll change soon, I'm sure. So Nick's going to join us on uh, on the uh, on the just regular all, all eyes on fishing. Not the next level. They're leaving to go two, back. Two qualies, two qualies for the price of one, dude. What are we oh, doing, right Mitch? Book what are we doing? He's on one side. I'm on the other. No wonder we're not charging. For this yeah, podcast. no kidding. Yeah. This is definitely the free one. <laughs> the information in here will be dumbed down for anybody to listen to. <laughs> for you. Because we no. got to explain it to him, right, Nick? Yeah. Exactly. It's, it's exactly. the quality podcast. Okay. It's okay. going to be free to those who can listen to English. Okay, I think we've done done a great job setting the stage. <laughs> so now let's talk. Let's talk baitcasters, since since we do have Nick here in okay. the house. So, so to, I'll lead it off a little bit too, because Nick has been fortunate enough to get some of my, um, gear. <laughs> hand me downs. Hand me downs. Yeah. <laughs> because, I was like, I was looking at him like, skills? What? No, no, no. No. I'm like, no. no. <laughs> because over the years, you know, I'm like, I don't need 104 rods, but if I get away, you know, five or six, I need some more. <laughs> so Nick gets them. But anyway, so Nick has purchased some of his own, but he, you know, he's, one of those guys that's uh, in his mid twenties, right? You know, so to be able to go out and afford a three four hundred dollars setup is like, dude, jeez, you know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. all of us; it's a lot of money. Totally. So he is he has uh, been really focused on he he's running Abus, yeah. right? That's what your favorite yeah. is right now. But he also runs some Shakespeare stuff that he's had that he says is really good. You know, to get it in that market to where 
you're talking a $50 rod and reel combo that's, right. mm-hmm. that has good application. Right. You know, so we'll probably talk a little bit about that. I mean, you'll, I don't know what you're going to talk about, but I'm assuming because I know what equipment he has. Right. Mm-hmm. So bait casters, Nick, um, what is, what, what's your pr- predominant bait caster that you're using right now? Uh, yeah, the, the, the one I'm mainly using is an Abu. It's an Abu Garcia Max 6 Low profile. It's a six four to one gear ratio, so it's it's right in that middle of a uh, middle of the road. I'm a I typically fish from the shore, so I have to have something I can carry with me that's really versatile. Excuse, so you're not bringing a bunch of a bunch of different <laughs> rods that one's like a five to one and, and one that's in the higher gear ratio. So you're just taking that six four. Yeah, well, and, good. and for me, like the whole reason I'm not bringing into those like five to ones anything around that range is because I'm not. I'm not fishing deep enough for that to really become a factor because I'm fishing from the show from the shore. Mm-hmm. But uh, what I find with that six four to one that I have right now is if I need to get some speed on it, I can really crank it and really get it going quick. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's a good. It's a lot of versatility. So I think that's probably one of the questions that people have, right? What is the ratio? What's a, what's a six four one, and what does that what does that mean? What does a six four one mean? You don't know. Well, well I'm explain I, it. Like six, if, yeah, if I've that, seen like four that's to what one, we talk about six, six to one. one. So there is there's a lot of them. They kind of start in that lower four end range, but you're gonna see a lot in the five. Well, what five. do you mean? Like six stands for what? Four stands for what? One stands uh, for what? So that's what I'm getting at. Well, let's so, ask Nick. Yeah. So the six. <laughs> so I was gonna say all the way up to like nine. They yeah, do yeah, want to get a nine to one. Let's get a nine to one. He was like mother. Like you kicked the you kicked the Let's see what you got. Here we go. Go. What's four. six four one? Or tell <laughs> explain what a four all the way up to eight six four. Yeah, so mean? I mean, like uh, the the num the first number that you see. So like the six four would be the amount of revolutions that the spool has versus my hand. So like if I'm doing one revolution, if I'm cranking it one time, three hundred sixty degrees, three hundred sixty degrees, the spool interior is going to go six point four times around. Uh, six point four. So yeah, so it, that, that's where you're. I was looking at ratios, you know, four to one, six to one. When you threw me off the six four one, six point four to one. Yeah, so that last is, number's always yeah. going to be a one because that's just yep. one crank, and then like it'll be six point four. Like the Shakespeare I have is a six point two. There's not a ton of difference there, but I mean, you really just got to look at that first number. So are you using a four, five, six, seven, depending on where you're at and yep. how much finesse you need, how deep you need to drive, and if if you're fishing from a boat or not? I mean, there's a lot of different factors of what you want to see. So that is uh, so something in that six. That's like you're more versatile. Yeah. One, so or why would you take a six? So I would take a six because just you can slow it down if you really need to, and that's that's something that you know a lot of guys are. It takes a little skill to get better at you know learning how to uh, how to retrieve it slower to mimic that five to one ratio. I mean, that's pretty hard. But I mean, you if, if you need to get it up and get it going quick. You can get into that seven eight range the faster you go. Yeah. So, so when you're really, ripping it, it is flying. It's back flying in. back in. Yeah, you're getting line in quick. So like, if you were, I know you're shore fishing. You're usually walking down to where you're going. If you were going to fish a topwater, though, what would be your preference? Like if you're going to fish, maybe not a frog, but let's say a buzz bait or what else? What else that that rips across the top? Yeah, that's just or plug. Like- Whatever. If I was fishing something like that, I, I, I'd like to have more of that like popper. seven to one range, something like that. Just because then, as soon as the fish gets it, that I can tighten up that slack right away mm-hmm. and get it coming back in. And I can also, you know, I mean, all the, the extras on me working it, but everything. But as soon as you see that fish, you want to be able to get it quick. And, and not let it get fast. down yeah. into cover. Exactly. Well, and, and now I kind of get what you're meaning, too. Like a, a hula popper where you're ripping it back pretty good. You're trying to pick that slack up. You know, as fast yeah. as you can too. I'm sure on every 
rip or you know whatever your exactly. retrieve is. Well, exactly. even even working a jerk bait. I mean, if you're sure. going to work a jerk bait, you want to get that slack reeled up quickly mm -hmm. for that strike because you give it a couple good pops and you're more aggressive. Say like you're really working it fast. You don't want all that excess line out there no. because it's a. I mean, now wait, let me preference that. The excess line is what makes the jerkbait work. But as soon as you see it... An indicator of a strike. Either it's a strike or your line moves or whatever, you feel it, you want to get whatever's out there reeled up because there is so much out there. So well, using a yeah. higher... You the know, excess, like you said. You, you still want yeah. slack, but yeah. there's too much of that right, sometimes. Right, right. Well, I know me and Nick have had these conversations in the past, too, about there is a disadvantage to those fast ones. Oh, absolutely. Too. There's a huge disadvantage. You can overwork a bait, like jigging. You don't want a fast reel for jigging. And that's exactly that's, what Nick yep. was talking to yep. about. You explain that. So, it, like, some of the, the guys on the higher mm -hmm. end, like the pros or the guys that are fishing tournaments will fish that eight. Even, mm -hmm. even I think there is some nines. I don't even yeah. know because I don't pay attention to it. But I know I, I've seen nine. I don't know what real company makes it. It's Dialab or whoever it is. But that is super fast. And I think the problem is being able to work it slow. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So uh, that really becomes that finesse thing. So if you're, if you're fishing every day and you really understand how it's going and you really understand how to slow things down and how to make things move correctly, I mean, you're going to want something that's in that seven whatever ratio because then you got a lot more options with you because you know how to do it. but as you're you know coming into fishing and learning how to get in your first bait caster i mean that's where you want that six six to one six four to one gear ratio because then hey i don't need to be able to slow myself down i can have that steady retrieve that all the anglers have you know when you're mm -hmm. when you're just not thinking about it and you're looking around and everything then it's coming at you you know then if i hey i need to speed it up then i can focus on it and speed it up but i i mean i got this whole intermediate idea where i don't need to really focus in on you know on slowing it down and yeah. really understanding what i'm doing that's a lot of the beginner and intermediate guys yes yeah, so uh, if you're it's almost hard to slow it down if you have too fast of a reel exactly mm -hmm. because you have to work it so slow. yeah exactly. well and it, and it doesn't it doesn't work i mean a, a one rotation what is it one rotation adds up to whatever whatever it does and that is so if one rotation is like six rotations of a spinning reel, it's way too much, right? It's like you're fast. just, you're, you're bouncing that, that jig or whatever too fast across the bottom or however you're working it. But, but the, uh, you know, it's really good for, uh, spinner baits and buzz baits and that kind of thing. And, and it's, it is good for, Oh, yeah, yeah, you're that was a loud one. <laughs> yes. yeah, uh, and uh, these jerk... last few at 21, <laughs> <laughs> and jerk baits, but jerk baits are tough because they're not super heavy. No, so it's really difficult to cast in any sort of wind sometimes. Well, and I know. think I think that that's that's one of the things. Uh, you know, like like bait casters are very good, but when you start because you have your magnetic drag, and I'm sure you could talk a little bit about that too, Nick. But um, to balance your your like a light jig with a bait caster is hard to cast it because they're not made for light action. Totally. They're made. That's when a spinning reel is very beneficial. Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's why when I'm going out from the shore, I'll bring two rods with me and one of them will be a bait caster. And then if I notice that the wind's picking up, I'll switch it over because well, one, one of the aspects is it becomes a lot harder to cast through the wind with anything that's a little bit lighter. With a bait I'm caster. using my bait caster. Mm -hmm. So I'll switch it up and I'll use my spinning reel. But if I'm, you know, in calm conditions and I'm looking for big fish, 
I'll I'll throw my baitcaster all day long, and I'll just swap that out. <laughs> Are and change you more my drag. accurate? Do you think with a baitcaster spinning? Because we don't we fish oh, some yeah. baitcasters, but not very much. Oh yeah, I mean if I'm working a shoreline and everything, and I'm walking up, and I see, let's say I see a dock, I have a hundred percent confidence in myself that I can skip something underneath that dock to go hunting for fish under there. Whereas just personal, because I can control my thumb on the with my thumb you on it, always I can, I, can I know exactly where I'm going to stop. I know exactly what I'm going to do. Whereas with my with my spinning. It, it, it's not a hit or miss. I'm, I'm a lot better at it than I think I am, but it's a confidence thing, first of all. And it's second of all, it's a control thing. You got way more distance control or, or stopping. Exactly. exactly. The I know exactly where I'm going to stop yeah. it and I'm going to drop it right. You know, say if I want to drop it right underneath the dock, skip right under there and then it'll stop right where I need it to go. Mm-hmm. So do you, do you like when you switch out baits? Let's say if you're pitching like a, just a stick bait, I mean, and they're, they're similar and you're casting those and then you move over to a spinning, a spinning, any kind of spinner. That's lighter or, or could be heavier. Do you change the magnetic drag? I, do you, do you recalibrate it basically for your cast? Oh yeah. I'll recalibrate it pretty much every time, especially and, if there's a huge weight difference. Every time you change a bait. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So if, if there's, if the weight's about the same, I'm not going to worry about it that much. It's mm-hmm. not that big of a deal. But if the weight, if there's a drastic weight difference, I, you know, I don't want to have a bird's nest every time I'm casting. I don't want something to be too light and all my spool to come out. (laughs) I got to recalibrate. Exactly why I do not have those reels on my boat. (laughs) Well, I think that that's a big thing with bait casters, though, is that's why, like he was talking about, when you're casting under a dock, how you get so much control because you constantly have feel on your line, or you're you're a millimeter away from being on your on the brakes. Right. 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 No, and we don't. Unfortunately, we're not, we don't fish any lakes that have a bunch of docks or a bunch of places like that. We're not fish. trying to do that. So not we don't, walleye. we're not good at that at all. And even if we were bass fishing, we don't have like a lot of these lakes, like the big one, like by you and oh, yeah, Austin like, is like Travis. Like Travis. I mean, there's, you know, people have personal docks. There's personal docks. There's marinas. There's, you know, all sorts of places for, for there to be that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. For us, it's, you know, we have one marina and it's yeah. 150 feet down below the boats usually or something like that. Or do you imagine the or... damage we do casting into oh. docks all day? Ding! Oops! Sorry! Sorry about, sorry about that. My bad! I hope yeah. it's not fiberglass. Yeah, yeah no. I, yeah. And and the walleye, and now, not to say the walleyes don't hang out there. They do plenty. We have caught them. Yep. I mean, we've caught them out at Chatty doing that. Yep. Fishing the and we've docks. seen them. I mean, you can see them. You can spotlight and see them. But, yeah. um, more of a night thing. That we're seeing yeah, it, but it's not something, and, and I, you know, like Nick was saying, I, man, I would, uh, there are times fishing heavy brush and stuff that I wish I was better at it. But for me, fishing that heavy cover, whatever, like we did at Glendo, you know, um, mm-hmm. I, I can know. get it done with a spinning rod and I don't have to worry about the backlash. That's the biggest thing. What, what, yeah. uh, what do you pair up your, um, your reels with? You said you have the, the max, right? The Abu. Yeah. The so are you are you running like a medium, medium, heavy, ultra? What are you what are you fishing usually with that? Yeah. Well, pretty much every time I'm running a medium heavy. Yeah. And that's just so I can get a, a decent feel, but I also can get a decent load up when I'm coming back. If something like say I'm I'm fishing top water, I want that little bit of spring in there, but I also want it to be pretty tough, pretty reactive, so that it, yeah, so it's a fast tip. Exactly. Oh, and I think you fish the Fenwicks mostly, don't you? Yes. Except for your ultralight. So we, oh, me and Nick were down. <laughs> He's got a bait caster with an ultralight? I do. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. That's badass. <laughs> yeah. No, he doesn't. <laughs> so when we, I went down to visit him here a few months ago and, uh, he lives in the city, right? So we had like an hour and a half, two hours to kill. Well, we're like, what should we do? Well, I, we can probably go fishing. Mm-hmm. You know, well, the lakes, 
like Travis was too far. So we decided we pulled up the maps on our phone and we're like looking at all the different apartments and creeks and everything. Every pond. Yeah. We just went jumping pond to pond. So he has a spinning reel and I don't know. I can't remember what it is, but it it was on a a ugly stick ultralight. So. Mm Um, we were switching back and forth on that, and he was casting. I don't know. Were you casting a bait cast, or do you? Only, we only have two spinning reels that day. Uh, we had two spinning reels that day because we were casting real light into these small, like apartment ponds. <laughs> right. We clubbed them, man. We never cut anything over twelve inches, but it was <laughs> on fire. Actually, we were fishing one place. So we're like, "Hey, you guys can't fish here." And we're like, it's really good. He goes, just five more minutes. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're like, all right, cool. Say, cool. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Brad, Brad and Nick are the two that are, you know, in Florida when you go to those hotels and every yeah. little hotel's got a pond behind it. <laughs> yeah. And it's got the big sign that says, do not fish <laughs> no. because there's gators. And these yeah. two would be the two that are like standing next to the sign. Oh, yeah. Fish. Well, no, <laughs> I don't see any gators. Yeah. No, no if gators it's water, here. there's got to be fishing. Yeah. Exactly. So, <laughs> so the guy, the maintenance guy came down here and said, what are you guys doing? Well, it's pretty obvious we're fishing. <laughs> <laughs> and he started laughing. He goes, you're not supposed to fish. We, go, we didn't see any signs. We're just kind of puddle jumping back and forth all around because he lives not too far away. He goes, yeah, there's a sign up in the parking lot. I go, we parked on the road. He goes, well, that's probably why I didn't see it. He goes, but I tell you what, we'll give you another five, ten minutes. And we're like, perfect. Because we'd already caught like 10, 15 fish. Already. All, all bass? Or what? No, a little sunny sunny sand bass because we were yeah. fishing. Um, I was catching, uh, casting a little two. No, I was catching a small... Twister tail. I don't remember what you were cast. I think we were doing the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then we ended up at this, in this creek that was probably about eight feet wide. And we were catching all kinds of fish. And they're all like that eight, nine inch bass. But it was fun. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it was fun. <laughs> so it doesn't matter what you're catching. But no, it's still fun. Oh, yeah. We had an hour and a half to kill. Better than sitting on the couch what looking at each other. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, no, that's good. What what is your personal best bass from Colorado? What do you, what do you what do you got to beat down in Texas? Uh, I think it's something small. It's probably like About two four or something. Oh yeah, you, you never got into any big ones. Yeah, yeah, I never really got into big because well, when you're fishing apartment ponds with your buddies, they never get too big because the freeze comes and then a bunch of them die. Yeah, when yeah. he I mean, went we to don't. he went up to college. He went to univer, uh, University of Northern Colorado, and he fished every pond. Between Greeley and Fort Collins in about a year and a half. Oh. Every one of them. And nice. I got kicked out about half of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Getting kicked out is no big deal. Yeah. It's like golf, golf course ponds, right? Yeah. Uh, you go, yeah. you do a little fishing on a golf course pond, you get kicked out. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, I didn't. I got to go. 10, oh, 15 yeah. fish later, got to go. Yeah. Okay. I actually became friends with the security guard at the Greeley water treatment plant because uh, he kicked me out there probably six times. It's the best bass fishing in town. Are you kidding me? Hey, water treatment plants are always good. Yeah. We had this old rock quarry in Pueblo um, that used to be kind of down behind the reservoir and um where is it in pueblo it was called um gosh i'm trying to think of it now is actually it pretty they, far they, south uh a little bit south they they actually just they opened it up a few years ago to actually let you in there but it was like it was a concrete cement plant hmm. you know rock quarry ponds and it had the biggest damn fish in there and you could you know you sneak in through a crappy fence that was just there to for looks and fish it and nobody patrolled it or anything but you know, it was one of those things where you're not supposed to be there, but God, it's cute. I tell you what, when we were down in Austin, none of them were fenced. Nothing was fenced. We came up to a couple of them that were fenced and we're like, oh, yeah, that's probably a no go. <laughs> but the, everything else. They have signs. Those Texas people can read. There's no fishing. 
We you don't, don't need a fence. Dude, you're just paying attention to the water. You're trying to read the yeah. water when you're walking up. You don't pay attention to the science. It's like seeing the forest through the trees. It's like, I'm sorry, I didn't see that. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't see that big no fishing sign. I saw it was this lake saying fishing, fishing. <laughs> so I think, so um, do you, I know that you have, uh, you fish low profile ones, right? Uh, so do you have, you have a, uh, Shakespeare one? It's a cheaper one, but it yeah. still works pretty good. It yeah. It's your- like, uh, yeah, it's like a $25 Shakespeare. He's like the agile or something like that. Uh, yeah. The agility, the Shakespeare agility. It's like 26 to 30 bucks and it works just fine. It's a six, two to one. So, I mean, it's, it's a good versatility. So, and yeah, you don't have to spend a lot of money to get into it to no. start learning how to fish bait casters. Yeah, no, and and I think the spool on that might only be a one hundred, but I mean, yeah, that's good enough. Yeah. So, so what do you usually typically use for line? Well, man, well before line, let me ask you one thing: Do you prefer a stiffer rod with these setups, or because I think what I've seen is with bait casting rods, they they or bait casting reels, they like a little bit stiffer setups. That's why. That's how yeah. more control. I, that's medium heavy. Medium heavy. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm always going medium heavy. What yeah. what length of rod are you usually fishing? Oh, normally right around seven, seven two, somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah. That's perfect. Just, though. Yeah, gets you a little bit of extra casting ability. Yeah, and I think that that happens to do with the the magnetic brakes that I have. So I have my magnetic brakes set pretty pretty like strong. So I lose some casting distance on that. So if I have a little bit more, I can get a little bit, just that extra touch. It was a little bit longer than the yeah, typical so six or six, six. You know, real quick, because my son Matt got into bait casters this last summer. So he was teaching me how to, you know, set the, can you just walk it through really quick how you, how you set that for each different bait that you use? Yeah. So, I mean, you tie it on and then what I'll do is I'll adjust the magnets inside. And so I'm that's, gonna the, look for that's the, 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 the little controller usually on like the yeah, right yeah, side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like side. normally on the right hand side. It's, tension it's, a, it's like a dial. It's a tension. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what it's I'll a do. knob. It is a knob. <laughs> We've got four different names for it. Yeah. But it, we all know what we're talking Switchy about. Switchy thingy. <laughs> it's, on, it's on the side. <laughs> yeah. And Not my objective drag. is to get the, like, my bait to fall at a pretty slow rate to the ground. And the whole goal is that as soon as that bait touches the ground as I'm, as I'm adjusting it, uh, I don't see any change in my spool. So your spool is stopping. So my spool just stops. Because uh-huh. that way, if I'm casting out, I'm not going to get a ton of backlash because my brakes are going to help me out with that. Yeah. So if I, if I, if I, you know, open my bail and it drops super fast, as soon as it hits, I'll bird's nest right away. Yep. If you and have it too light. If I have it too light. And if I have it too heavy, it won't move at all. So, and so that's really what you're looking for is you're wanting to see it actually hit the ground and see what your Barely spool does. Barely moving down. And then all of a sudden it'll hit and everything will just stop. Right. That's where I want to be. Yep. Cool. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess when you're casting because you're using all that kinetic energy to throw it out there, the, the, the magnets are not doing anything until it starts reaching its final point to where it's now it's just the weight mm-hmm. of whatever you're throwing. Is in those magnetic brakes start putting the brakes on and slow your slow your bait down so you don't get I think that yeah I think one set well you still have to use your thumb because of how yeah, much how hard you how cast hard it. you're going but I think one of the set of the magnetic brakes that I have it helps me when I initially launch because you got so much kinetic energy going through there that I notice that if I have my other brake set really low really loose as soon as it'll go it'll spool out yeah, not even that it's touched anything. It can't it touch anything yet. It can't, yeah, it can't, keep keep, it can't get that starting so motion. If you have it too hard. light, you're going to bird's nest. Yeah, so I'd I'd almost rather have it a little bit too heavy and lose that casting distance 
than mm-hmm. have it too light and bird's nest every time oh, I cast out. Yeah, no yeah because that, right. now you're talking 20 minutes of screwing around. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, and I mean, God forbid you get a nice knot inside of there and you have to cut line out. I mean, then you're screwed. Hey, before we wrap it up, let's talk about what you use for line because we're coming up on the time here. What what do you use for line predominantly uh, when you're casting your baitcaster? Uh, I'll use like the Trilene 14-pound <laughs> mono. Oh, so you're using and straight. You like mono. I like mono. I, a lot of guys like braid. I've seen a lot of guys use it. I I have no problem with it or anything like that. I just have mono, and that's what I use, and I it's been successful for me. So I just keep using. Do you it. use the XT then a little tougher? Yes, yes for the yes. abrasion resistance. Yeah, extra yeah. tough. Mm-hmm. Extra tough. Yeah. Okay. Now, now my question. Okay, so obviously you know how to fish, right? You, you, a little bit. A little talking here. <laughs> just you know, a touch. Brad's son. <laughs> so something's gotta. Fall off well, maybe you got it from his uncles or right. something. But you know, in, in, with the skills of how come, how come no one ever has called you Nick the Stick? Ooh, it's just never. Well, got maybe, maybe his there. wife does. Maybe. I don't know. TMI. Uh, that's, that's a big assumption. There. <laughs> I was talking. I was talking fishing. <laughs> oh, like, you're like, he's a good stick. Like you said, no one. That's a big net you threw out there. I, yeah, and I guess I don't know. <laughs> I mean, maybe that is his nickname. Mitch, I'll tell you, you just what. don't know. <laughs> Josh is right. Uh, there we go. <laughs> Hey, so we're going to wrap it up here, guys. We do, On that note, we're going to nick the stick. We're out. We're going to, we're going to talk more spinning and we're going to talk, uh, probably get more dive into spinning reels. What we use more for walleye fishing. Uh, Nick, uh, we appreciate you, uh, you, you spending the time with us. And I know that right when he's done here, he's going to pack up and start heading to Austin. So I appreciate you. Hey, buddy. Spending the 20, 30 minutes with us and talking what you know about bait casters. It's been great. So everybody that wants to follow us on the next level, make sure you're tuning in into AUF at supercast.tech. That's where you can take it to the next level. And we're going to keep talking more about this before I go to, we get a lot of our podcast ideas, uh, from our listeners and we have a lot of email requests that come in at all eyes on fishing at gmail.com. So keep it coming. Share it with your friends. Make sure they're following us, uh, over at that AOF at supercast.tech. And Nick, thanks a lot for joining us tonight. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, you bet. Have a good night. This has been All Eyes on Fishing. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, go ahead and subscribe to The Next Level. And you can hear longer podcasts and more information on all of your favorite topics. And check us out at alleyesonfishing.com for apparel, blogs, and other information. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. All eyes on fishing, leading you to the next level.